Hi, folks, and welcome to their Saturday morning Samuel Flange. I'm Matt. Oh, wait, where's everyone else? <laughs> I knew this was going to happen. The holidays get to us, and we're all busy. Now, just to give a few, it's really funny. First off, Benjamin may or may not be dating one of our guest hosts that we had recently a few weeks ago. And they are all over the place. I know he was visiting, I think, her family last week, was it? And he's kind of been MIA for a while. I've been talking to him on and off, but he's kind of busy, and that's okay. I'm going to give my buddy some time, you know, with his girlfriend, have some fun, and that's fine. Happy for him. He'll be back. He'll be back. Uh, so me and Mikey were going to plan on taking it over. Well, <laughs> Mikey, I'm so sorry. I'm going to tell on you, brother. But uh, uh, we, we were going to do this earlier in the week, and <clears throat> I asked him what what night worked best? We worked out a night, and then I, I, it took me forever to get my kids to bed. Forever to get my kids to bed. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I said, the last girl's crying a little bit, but she should be knocked out by the time you get here. And he goes, oh, dang, I forgot. And he goes, can we reschedule? And I was like, yeah, dude, when? And he said, well, uh, this day. I was like, sure. So rescheduling. The the babies, go, everyone went to bed early. I mean, it was like a miracle. Uh, usually my little... Uh, my, my youngest twins, they go to bed about 8, 8.30. They went to bed at 7.30. 7.30 tonight. It's all breaking records here. I mean, they were worn out. I didn't I didn't push them to bed. They were worn out. And rubbing eyes and boohooing a little bit. They booed for about 5, 10 minutes, and they were out. They were gone. And so I uh, had the big girls to bed. I was like, all right. Well, and I, ta- I, I text Mike. I said, hey, man, come over, come over early, dude. We can do a couple of these. I got a couple of ideas for uh, the Christmas season. And he got... <laughs> and someone was going to get in trouble <laughs> if he left the house. Because they, they had to wrap some presents. <laughs> which, which I completely understand. I completely understand that. So <clears throat> he said to go on without him. And... First off, Merry Christmas. Tis the season. Hope you're having a great holiday season. Uh, But we're going to talk about dead people. It's so weird because this idea, let me see, it came about uh, a few weeks ago. My brother, who listens to the podcast on and off, said, hey, I heard this. I can't remember which one he was talking about. We were talking about one of the podcasts. He went, you know what you should do. And I was like, what? Because usually we've done it all. He went, the five people who died before that we were talking about this and I was like died before their time he's like yeah the people that really they got you like oh no not them I still wanted to you know see hear you know read more about them or whatever you know I was like oh man and I started thinking about that that's a great one we can actually turn that into two different ones and so <clears throat> I let Mikey and Benjamin know about it uh, Benjamin didn't respond back to the text because he has a girlfriend now which is fine and uh, Mikey responded back saying, "That's a great idea. Let's do it." And I said, "Okay. Well, let's let's divide this up because I have <coughs> I have a lot of uh, when I was looking at people, I was thinking, okay, what people do I wish were still around?" And when I wrote down my list, it was all Star Wars authors. <laughs> so um, <coughs> I was going to keep that a secret for our stream tonight, but Mikey isn't here. So screw it. Top five Star Wars authors I wish were still around. Obviously, this is a very specific topic and only one that I could talk about here. And I don't know, should I put these in order? 
<coughs> I don't know if I have these in order. Let me think about this. Um, yeah, what the heck? What the heck? Uh, I, I, maybe not in any big order here, but I'll, I'll just list it by the way I listed it here. Um, so number five, technically, since I'm going backwards, I'm a, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe this is right. Number five would be A.C. Crispin. Um, I never got to meet her. I never got to see her. She, if she would have lived longer, she definitely would have been around some of these uh, Comic Cons, you know, signing or Dragon Con or something. She definitely would have been on the scene here and there, and I would have run into her, and I would have loved to have gotten her autograph on a very good Han Solo trilogy. Folks, I've already done a reread on this before on my channel. It's just excellent how she took so much continuity, established continuity, because I mean, who has, I mean, maybe, no, Luke doesn't even have that big a pass. Han has the biggest pass. I mean, they tell stories about his past forever. So he's got this massive background already established, and she effortlessly, effort, effortlessly fits a lot of that stuff in. It doesn't seem forced. It doesn't seem ham-fisted, like, oh, here's an appearance here, and then move on. <clears throat> even though it is at times, he... He's with Zan, uh, Salaf Zan for like a little while, and then he's gone. But you believe that they had a relationship, and it lasted for a while. She didn't need to linger on a lot of these uh, characters, but she brought as many as she could in. Now, I do agree. I, I said this in my rereads. I think she missed out on one in Marvel uh, when she was making Rick Duel. She made Rick Duel an appearance in there, and Rick Duel was never his friend. Bay was. And so I'm guessing maybe she just got that confused a little bit. But either way, how wonderful was it that she sewed together this amazing story of uh, Han Solo's past and practically brought everyone in there, and it didn't seem forced. And according to Kevin J. Anderson, she was extremely nervous about writing for Star Wars fans because she knew how serious they were. They were like Star Trek fans. She wanted to honor the lore and she did, and fans readily accepted it. They love it better than Brian Daly's trilogy, and I can't argue that, even though I like Brian Daly's trilogy <clears throat> a little bit more. And speaking of Brian Daly, that'll be number four, since I already dropped his name there. Uh, Brian Daly died in the mid-90s, well before I really got to understand who he was. At that point, I'm pretty sure I'd read the trilogy, and I'd listened to some of the radio dramas. I was enjoying it. But I didn't realize Brian, Brian Daly just didn't stick out to me. I liked him. I liked his writing. But I was never like, you know, oh, I got to meet this guy. Because back then, I mean, all the authors seemed to be out of touch, but, you know, out of my reach. But then Brian Daly passed away, and I was like, oh, that's sad. And didn't think about it after that. But then realized later on, oh, man, it's really sad. I really wish I would have gotten to meet him. Because as I've grown to, I love his original Han Solo trilogy. No one feels better. And he has this. He and Chewie have this relationship, this kinship. They're like brothers. They're best friends. I mean, it just it feels like that in the pages of the trilogy. I think it's done really well, really well. It's a Han shot first uh, period for Star Wars, and it's excellent, in my opinion. And so uh, I've come to greatly appreciate what he's done for Star Wars and really wish he could have been around a little bit longer because I would have definitely enjoyed a chance to meet with him, talk with him. He probably, I, I, I would make this, uh, <clears throat> I, I bet you anything, he would have done more Star Wars books. <clears throat> you know, he, he was friends with James Lucino and a few others. They definitely, definitely would have brought him back, I think. I have a feeling. Now, why didn't they bring him back in the 90s when, you know, he was going well? 
Bantam had their own story going. He was writing radio dramas, but I think it was inevitable he would have returned back at least for one novel uh, for Star Wars, and we would have gotten it, and I would have loved it. I really think Brian Daly was an excellent person, and you know, sadly taken away too soon. And I mean, this is this is exactly what I'm thinking about when I was thinking about the top five. I didn't think about actors, singers, all that. I'll do a separate list for that. That'll be a separate podcast because <clears throat> I had to rewrite it and think really hard. You know, outside of the Star Wars authors, who else? But there was no one more than the Star Wars authors. So if I was to name the other ones, they would all end up as honorable mentions. And some of these are pretty big names for my other list, like other celebrity list. So I just kind of left them off for a different podcast, which I'm going to do by myself too, because I'm not, I don't think we're going to get the guys back anytime soon. As we reach, as every week we get closer to the holidays, <clears throat> this kind of happens. And you know, I expect it. We're all busy. We're all I, even. I'm busy. These guys have to drive to see me. I can't drive to see them. And I mean that. So they're really inconveniencing themselves even more than I am, just trying to make time for this. So these guys have done really well, and I've talked good about them enough. So yeah, screw those guys. They're not here. <laughs> anyway, Brian Daly, my number four. Now, <clears throat> the next three. It's really a toss up. It's really a toss up here, but I'm going to go with Dave Wolverton. Now, when he passed away, it was a shock to everyone. I was hoping it wasn't that bad. Then later on, we found out it was really bad. Um, I had an accident down the steps, so to speak. In fact, this is true. Whenever I am running down the stairs, uh, whenever, I I do think of Dave Wolverton. That's kind of weird, I know. But I think about Dave Wolverton and how he fell down the stairs and, you know, died later on, uh, had, a, had a tumble. And I'm thinking, man, when I get older, I hope that's not the way I go, you know, down some steps. But uh, I do think of him now because I just, I, that, that's always stuck in my mind. For anyone who didn't get to meet Dave Wolverton, I said this on a more civilized age, but for anyone who didn't get to meet him, you missed out. I'll tell you that. You missed out. He was an excellent human being. He gave time for anyone. He was the author's author, meaning all the authors looked up to him. Brandon Sanderson being one of the biggest. Uh, credit to his whole career on <coughs> Dave Wolverton. And then I, if you if you looked him up on YouTube and online, there were tons of other authors who credit their entire limited career, even a lot of them I hadn't heard of, but they credit it to Dave Wolverton. I mean, he really was a mentor, a friend to a lot of people. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson had nothing but kind words. <clears throat> I invited Mr. Anderson to come on the stream because I knew uh, that he he would uh, you know he he would not say some nice things. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson did respond back. He could not because he had to take over Dave Wolverton's class. Uh, Dave Wolverton was in the middle of teaching a writer's workshop. And so uh, Kevin J. Anderson subbed in for him after his uh, passing away. I think they're on a break or whatever. I can't remember. But Kevin J. Anderson came right in and kind of picked up where Wolverton left off. But then sent an email about, you know, what what he thought about Dave Wolverton, how much he meant to him, which I believe I read. I believe I read that on the stream. Either way, though, uh, I've talked several times about my times I got to see him at Gen Con and I believe it was Dragon Con or whatnot. But every time I got to see him, he was so kind and so patient, so giving with his time. I remember the first time, I didn't know that his name was Dave Farland. 
<clears throat> I didn't know that. I thought I, I thought you know I think the pen name was at first Dave Wolverton, then he switched back to Dave Farland, his real name or whatever. And uh, I remember I was sitting there with my wife at DragonCon, and I had books for everyone, all the Star Wars authors. I was sitting there on a panel. Uh, this is the time when I was asked to speak at DragonCon, but this time I was in the audience. And all the authors were sitting there, and I was telling Megan who everyone was, and I couldn't wait to sign, have them sign all these books. And then I saw Dave Wolverton sit down, and I went, Megan? I said, that looks just like Dave Wolverton. She went, really? I went, yes. It says David Farland. I said, but I said, I said, I think that's David Wolverton. I said, because, you know, they all use pen names. But I was thinking, I didn't see his name because he went under Dave Farland. <clears throat> and I was like, Man, that, and I kept looking at him. I said, that's got to be him. What, what would he be doing on a Star Wars panel? So I looked him up on my phone, and sure enough, Dave Farland is Dave Wolverton, and I could have died. You could have sold me a copy of you know, Courtship of Princess Leia for 50 bucks, and I would have bought it from you because I wanted his autograph so bad, I just melted down. I got a picture with him, and I just bemoaned the fact that I did not do my due diligence and study everyone's name because I knew who was going to be there. <clears throat> and I just didn't look up who Dave Farland was. Didn't do my homework. But the next time I met him, I had every book under the sun for him to sign. And he took his time. Uh, I believe Jeremy and I talked about this from uh, Stupid Chain Show Productions. He took his time, <clears throat> signed every little thing, thanked me for my time, and I mean, and continued to talk to me, answer questions and whatnot. He is an amazing guy. He is an amazing guy. There are several times I met him because I think I thought, uh, there's another time at Gen Con I talked to him by myself. And just an excellent guy. I know why the writing world was just in, dismayed and saddened, greatly saddened by <clears throat> the loss of him. And the only reason I uh, would want him to still be around, I mean, obviously to, to be, for him to be in this world, of course, but I wanted to have him on my channel. I wanted him to talk to people and just talk to fans and just see how kind he is. <clears throat> really thoughtful guy, really insightful guy. He will be missed. I think a lot of you also agree with me. He was one that the fandom enjoys. Uh, my next one is, of course, Vonda M. McIntyre. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. I am sad that she passed away. Yes, I would have liked her. I would have loved her to uh, autograph my Crystal Star copy. Uh, but she is not on this list, okay? And, and in fact, I can't recall who else has passed away. Now that I think about it, I didn't do a full list. I just thought of the top five Star Wars authors that I wish I could have met. I mean, Tom Veach is up there too, but I don't know if he would be <laughs> apt to signing copies of Dark Empire. And he would not be happy to find out that we have copies of Lightsider now. <clears throat> Even though, to be fair, I think if he would have seen how much love and excitement it would have gotten. <clears throat> Just like Kennedy Flint got his time in the spotlight when Heart of the Jedi got published, I think it would do Tom Beach good to understand that the fans would love and appreciate a work that Lucasfilm, you know, didn't want or, you know, everything kind of fell through. They tried to screw him out of it, whatever. I think he would have loved to have seen, I mean, <clears throat> true, he didn't want it out there, but if he'd have seen the positive response and the excitement from fans, I think it would have made him happy. I really do. I really do. Um, as he passed away, it was we we had talked about. I had talked about with someone else when we wanted to reveal 
when Lightsider that when, when we wanted to reveal that light we had Lightsider and it was coming out. Um, of course, my judgment call was I believe two months after his passing. Uh, I've told this story. I took it down. Well, no, I put up the post. Chris took it down. Explained to me he thought it was too soon. I was fine with that. He later on reposted it later on, and but that's fine. And then later on when it came out, everyone else was just really happy. I told everyone it was coming out at the end of the year because I knew it was coming out soon uh, at the end of the year, and it did, and everyone's happy about it, and I'm happy for them. And again, I do believe that Tom Veach also would have been happy. Now, it is very sad that Martha Veach passed within a few months. If Martha Veach was still alive, would Lightsider still have come out at the end of the year? Yes. Yes, it would have. I don't... Martha Veach wouldn't have stopped it, and I think she would have loved that everyone would have been talking about Tom's, you know, past work, you know, and I think that would have made her happy. And it's sad that she's gone to, you know, these are honorable mentions for sure. Sad that she's gone to, if, if, if anyone's forgotten, she actually co wrote something on, I think it was the Jabba's Palace, uh, Tales from Jabba's Palace. Uh, Kevin J. Anderson was big friends with Tom Veach. That's why Tales of the Jedi never. In my mind, it just got better. And A, yes, it's Kevin J. Anderson. But also B, he talked to Tom Veach. After Tom Veach had kind of left, he had gotten the outline by Tom Veach and knew where to end it. Now, I don't know about where he got the idea for redemption. That may have been all Kevin J. Anderson. But Tom Veach uh, uh, gave uh, Kevin J. Anderson, kind of handed it off to him and gave him the rest of the story. And and Kevin J. Anderson stayed true to it. You know, he tried to... uh, uh, tie in that lore with the books, of course, with his uh, uh, Jedi Academy trilogy. And I don't care what anyone says. People can hate on that trilogy all day long, but the simple fact is he's the one that said, no, we're going to bring the comic books into this, and we're going to all be friends. We're going to tie in all this comic lore. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do things that we haven't seen before. And we're gonna be, it's going to be one big happy family here between the comics and the books, which was something that Zahn had the opportunity to do but balked on. So anyway, I, I believe the olive, olive branch was extended to Tom. This was probably after his fight with uh, Lucasfilm. I'm sure Kevin Janison gave him a little bit of a paycheck and let Martha come in on it too because he, he was editor. He could do whatever he wanted to. But uh, either way, it is sad that both of them has passed away. They are not on my list here. Uh, the, the, uh, I only have two more on here, <clears throat> and I think everyone knows who they are. So... Uh, number two, I guess I'll say it was is Aaron Austin. Uh, Aaron Austin, excellent X-wing series. There's a lot of funny stories by Michael Stackpole about Aaron Austin. Aaron Austin did do the Comic Con circuit, but I just missed him at every venture. I, 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 the ones he was going to, I was not going to. And then when me and my wife picked up our picked up the pace on going to the Comic Cons, he had passed away, and that one really hurt. That one really hurt me because he had done Mercy Kill. And he wasn't going to do any more. And I was like, oh, no. He was one of my favorite authors. You know, between him and Stackpole, if you had to pin me to the wall and say who was better, I would say Aaron Austin was better. He just, his humor was just there. And I like, he was more humorous than Stackpole, I believe. And I I enjoyed his writing style. Now, I love Michael Stackpole's writing style for X-Wing Squadron, okay? Bar none. If someone wants to say, oh, Michael Stackpole is way better, I'm not going to argue with you, okay? I'm just saying that for me, Aaron Austin made me laugh the hardest, and he made me cry. And Bravo, the only one that made me shed tears 
<clears throat> for a fictional character when he passed away, which was Tom Fannin and Iron Fist. Um, everyone wants to know, what was your biggest death? Mine was Anakin. Mine was Mara Jade. Mine was Tom Fannin. <clears throat> I mean, it was the biggest gut punch to me. I was so upset by this. Cause, and it was it was brilliantly written because, again, Tom Fannin's X-Wing goes down. You know he made it out alive. And, of course, Face finds him, but he's injured, so Face has to carry him. Will he make it? Yes, you know he will because this is Bantam. No one ever dies. No, Especially the funny people don't die. And here they are talking jokes. You're laughing, and then suddenly it hits you he's dead. And that's how the chapter ends, basically. Well, it says, you know, for the first time since he was a kid, Face cried. Oh, Oh, it's sad. It is a gut punch. It is a gut punch. I don't think I'll cry again, but who knows? It's such a sad moment. And that beats Marjade, Anakin Skywalker, Chewie, which all those deaths were sad. Jason's sad. But the thing is, though, if you want to know, the one that hit me the most, Tom Fannin. Tom Fannin. Easily, easily, easily. And I was just so, it just, it took me a moment because I was like, whoa. He went with all the cliches that he crashed, but he makes it out alive. He's injured, but he makes it out. It doesn't look like they're going to make it out, but they do. No. He drug it on, and then he died. And it's great because, and of course, Stackpole did this too, not everyone makes it on these, uh, you know, on these uh, teams and stuff, squadrons. That makes sense. But to kill off one of the favorite ones, that's a bold move. It's a really ballsy move for the Bantam error. So for me, that was excellently done. Excellently done. So I, I really wish I would have gotten a chance to thank him. Of course, get autographs. And I hear he was a jokester. <clears throat> you know, that he was pretty funny in Q&As and with fans. And so missing out on an opportunity to shake his hand, get his autograph, thank him for his work, and just hear him talk. Mmm, 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 mmm. Big regret. Big regret. Super regret. <clears throat> I wish I would have gotten... To have known him. And finally, number one. It shouldn't come as a surprise to everyone, but I'll, I'll be honest with you. A few years ago, this would not have been a number one. It would have been a number five. But it is my number one. It is L. Neil Smith. Uh, L. Neil Smith, of course, only wrote the Lando Calrissian trilogy. Passed away a year or so ago. Uh, would never have been asked to write anything else, sadly. Sadly. But in my opinion... No one wrote Lando better. Lando was great. It made me a Lando Calrissian fan. I don't joke about that when I say I love Lando. I love Lando. And L. Neil Smith showed me why. During my reread, I'll be, I'll be fair with everyone. I didn't say this in the review, but I was kind of worried. Because i got to be honest with myself and say, does it age? Because some of the books I was reading didn't age. They aged poorly for me. I was thinking, oh, what was I thinking? I thought I liked this. This is garbage. You know, and so I was going to be fair on the Land of Calrissian trilogy. And after reading the first book, I was like, oh, we're in good hands here. This is good. And all of them, so good. They're so good. Uh, the one thing I caught during my reread is not only does he write Lando really well, and I said this in the reread, he writes the Millennium Falcon like it's a like it's a person, like it has a personality. It's a car that's you know you you you've loved, you cherish. It has its little moments, it, you know, has its little beats, has its little you know idiosyncrasies. Wonderfully written, wonderfully written. And later on, I had the opportunity to talk to his wife and daughter. I believe it was last year. Holy crow! I love those people. And afterwards. After the stream went off, I I was on it was on open Tim from Open Airlock Policy. 
Man, Tim graciously invited me on. I was so excited. And afterwards, what you didn't see is I ran my mouth for honestly an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Uh, I mean, poor Laura and Tim, they're like, oh gosh, Matt, shut up. Please shut up. But I was just just enjoying the moment talking to these people because we got at first we got we had his daughter on and then his his wife jumped on for a little bit <clears throat> and jumped back off and then jumped back on once we went off the stream and I started talking with them we have a little bit in common um, just the way we think what we believe in stuff like that um, there's some differences there but we have a lot in common you know besides Star Wars and I just kept talking and I'm I, I know I know it was annoying. Uh, Tim and Laura just like, oh gosh, Matt's just running his mouth, which I was, I was, but I was just loving it. And afterwards, I remember that she truly, and she meant it, she's like, Matt, I mean this, and she meant it for all of us. She said to Laura and Tim too, she went, any of y'all are always welcome to come stay with us. If you're ever in, and she named where she is in Colorado, she said, please let me know. You are always welcome here. And that was just like, Wow. One, the wife of one of my favorite authors who changed my whole world with Lando Calrissian just offered me an open invitation to come visit. And I know if I and she, and, and she even said that you know her you know her husband would have approved he would have been a fun guy and I believe it. I knowing the the, the the wife and daughter, I'm assuming Elnil Smith was a very open person, very friendly person and oh at that moment, I think I told Tim this the next day. I said, "Man, you now I is my biggest regret is not reaching out to L. Neil Smith. I had the time. I had the time. I loved his books. I should have written him. I should have said something. I should have made contact with him. I never did. I don't know why. Shame on me. Shame on me. Because now he's gone. I can't talk. About, I I I swear. I I feel that he would have been one of my best friends." And I would have had to fly out to Colorado. Seriously. I would if he had said, Matt, why don't you come out here? Done. <laughs> His wife and daughter's like, okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go see them too, but <clears throat> if the man himself said, Come out and see me, done. Done. And I and I, I, I almost feel because th thinking about how he th feels about other things, uh, we have some other things in common in life. Um, I would have loved to have chatted with him. Such an interesting guy. Such an interesting guy. Uh, but unfortunately, he has gone, and in my opinion, gone too soon. In fact, <clears throat> true story, I mean, Chris told me that he'd read <clears throat> some of his other novels that he made. I can't remember what the names of them are. And his daughter offered to, you know, we, we'd have to pay shipping and stuff and a little bit of money, but she'd give us the copies of all those books. And I, I, I didn't. I, I need to reestablish contact with her and ask if she still has them, because I want to read them. Chris says they're excellent, and I want to read the series. I can't think of the name of the series. I didn't look it up before the podcast, but now that I'm thinking about it, I really wish I would have done that, because I do. And I, I maybe I will. Maybe I still will, because I definitely want to read his other works now, because just getting to know or hear about who he was and getting to know his wife and daughter and know who they are, oh. Big regret not having Elmil Smith around. Hey, folks, I think I covered all <coughs> of the authors here. Okay? Now, there may have been some comic authors or writers or artists or something uh, that you may disagree with. And you may say, oh, Matt, you forgot about this one, or you'd rearrange it. I, I, I'm pretty sure we'd have, if any one of my regular Star Wars fan YouTube listeners were here, we'd probably share a lot in common. 
a lot in common. And uh, we'd probably have five for five crossover, probably. And I knew when Mikey, or at first when Mikey and Benjamin were going to be here, I was going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time and say, guys, I'm sorry, I just have authors. And on top of that, Star Wars authors. And so, and in a way, I'm glad they're not here because I got to talk a little bit more because I was not going to bore them with all the Star Wars talk. I mean, they are Star Wars fans, but not Expanded Universe fans. <coughs> and would not have... Uh, been as intrigued with all this Star Wars uh, knowledge I was uh, throwing down on this podcast, but oh man, I, I I am glad that I got to talk about each one. I had a hiccup now. Oh gosh, I hope I don't have the hiccups. Okay, so before I get too annoying, start hiccup hiccuping everywhere. Let me know in the chat um, who do you miss the most? What Star Wars authors do you miss the most? Uh, I I would say authors. Period. But in my next top five I'm going to do, I do have one author on there. But if you want to go ahead and give me your top five authors, that's fine too. They don't have to be Star Wars. They can be anyone. Uh, so, yeah, I keep waiting. Come, I'm hesitating here because I keep feeling that I'm going to hiccup again. You never know when it's going to happen. It's so annoying. And it's hard to get rid of. But maybe, maybe if I keep talking, I don't know. Um, anyway, folks, that's it for me. Sorry about the solo one. I, I know a lot of Star Wars fans are going to enjoy this podcast here. But uh, next week, it'll be me again. Just me, because we're getting too close to the holidays. I'll try to get Mikey and Benjamin back for one more before the Christmas holiday season ends. But for next week, I think I'm just going to do record that one next. And uh, we'll see where it goes. So that's it. We'll see you next time on... Saturday! I'm all alone here. Morning! I don't think I've ever got to say it all by myself. Samo Flange! <laughs> that felt good. Mikey, I hope you didn't get in too much trouble, brother. 